Jen here, talking about how alcohol is not all it's cracked up to be by society and how the grass is greener on the other side. I talk to folks who now have an alcohol-free lifestyle, how that came to be, and the benefits of that lifestyle. Adam's story begins drinking heavily in college, and years later, when Adam was drinking in the morning to deter hangovers, was eventually persuaded to go to therapy and rehab. I think everyone's kind of origin story starts the same, right? Um, It's when we're younger, Mm -hmm. for the most part, um, right out of high school. There's some stress involved and there was um, some anxiety that took part. And for me, anyway, alcohol started as like an instant relief pill, Mm -hmm. um, where as soon as I drank it, those stresses went away and I was able to become the person that I always thought I was, which was outgoing and social and that fun, funny person. But with having that, I didn't have those inner feelings. Alcohol took that away. And to some people talking to some other addicts, um, people who use heroin, they call it that instant fix. And for me, Alcohol was no different from heroin where like I was hooked. I didn't realize it until I was 32, but I was hooked on alcohol at the age of 19 and and I was an alcoholic. So I kind of took that into college and just it college to me was breaking away from my parents and becoming having this freedom that I never got before right because I was also an athlete so I was always at a practice I went from football to basketball to track or baseball to summer league basketball so I was always on a schedule well college I got there and you could skip school and no one really cared because you were paying your bills and it just became like this gigantic party for me and I was just able to experiment over and over again on a weekly basis to a point where I remember going to a a package store. We call them up here in the Northeast package stores, liquor store. And I bought a giant bottle of gin. I bought a giant bottle of vodka and I bought a giant bottle of Bacardi and I just mixed and I tested which one was, which one was better. And there was a lot of experimentation to my drinking I wouldn't say I was full bore. I think I was different from other people, but in the same time, I knew that alcohol was like the betterment of me, if that makes any sense. And I couldn't survive without it. It became the only thing I really thought about um, through social settings and, and things like that. And, you know, I was able to regulate here and there and have beers and go home during the summer and my friends started calling me six pack because I would bring um, six beers to a party. I would drink those. And then I would, you know, throughout the night and and I would go home and there was a source of moderation, but it all was so um, encompassing into my daily life that um, it just kind of took over. And then I went on to, um, you know, get, getting a job and, and continuing to drink, getting married, continuing to drink. My wife was pregnant when I was 29. And, and that was kind of when I was like, okay, 
I'll stop when the baby comes. And, you know, you can tell yourself to stop a million times. And, and I had my struggles with ups and downs and trying to stop. And um, it just got to a point where um, alcohol, I don't do alcohol anymore, right? Alcohol does me. Alcohol takes over the body. And it's just like, I'll take the steering wheel. I'll go from here. Um, you can sit back and just consume when I tell you to consume. And um, it just progressively just got worse. It, it never gets better, right? Because humans, they, they don't stay the same. You either, you either get better or you get worse. And I, and I was just getting worse by, by like the month. And I found this amazing trick to getting over hangovers, right? Because everyone complains, the older you get, the worse your hangovers are. And I found this amazing trick that if you drink in the morning, you uh, actually don't have hangovers. You can just wow. keep, yeah, you can just keep this steady buzz going throughout the entire day and never have to worry about that hangover. And, and that was kind of also an instant cure for me as well to just keep continuing that, that road. But, you know, more alcohol only leads to more alcohol. Mm -hmm. And um, to a point where I wasn't sleeping at night, you know, I would drink until I would pass out or fall asleep. I wasn't a blackout drunk or anything like that. I would fall asleep, but then I'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning and, and have the, the sweats and um, I would drink at three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, and that's when like, when the morning drinking became like the early, early morning drinking, I, I knew the, the jig was up. Uh -huh. A lot of people, a lot of people say that you're not ready to recover until you're ready to recover. I think it was my body who was like, all right, we're done. You know, and my, and my organs started to shut down. Um, my eyes got yellow and um, I was, I, I just looked at my wife and she, I came home from a road trip and she saw my face and my eyes and she was like, you got to get to a hospital. And, and that's kind of where my, alcohol free journey began. Um, it's, it's not like, it's not like other people's in that sense as like people are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, mine was more like, Hey, we're going to strap you down to a bed for three weeks so that you can detox and try to survive this, this withdrawal because, um, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty brutal. Wow. So liver failure or, um, what it, so it, is that what you were going into? So my body just could not keep up with the alcohol. And my liver was just like, I've, I've had enough. I can't do this work anymore. And mm -hmm. uh, I, it was headed, it was headed that way. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the hospital for three weeks detoxing. Then what happens? Yeah. So after after coming out of detox um, without eating or drinking anything, I, I had to go to a physical rehab facility to learn how to eat and drink again um, because I lost all like um, muscle tissue and um, really f motor functions. So went to a physical rehab and that's when my family started to harp on me about getting into rehab and, and I needed help and I, and I knew I needed help. Um, I was very reluctant to go. I still thought there was a possibility that now that I got this initial drinking out of my system, that I would 
be able to consume once again on, on a moderation. And that, that's, that's the crazy, that's the crazy thing about addiction is that like, though it was out of my body, it was still in control of, of who I was. And um, so a lot of people are like, you know, only they can decide. I was kind of pushed by everybody to go to, um, to go to rehab for, for a couple of reasons. Like my wife was like, it's just, it's not going to work between us. If this is the road you want to go down, um, you're not coming back to the house. And so it was just kind of like an ultimatum and, uh-huh. and I knew, I, and I knew I needed to go too. So I got on the plane and I went and honestly um, spent six to seven weeks there um, rebuilding my entire foundation. Um, I went to a rehab facility that offers MRT therapy, which is moral recognition therapy. It's not a very well-known therapy. It was developed, I believe in the nineties, um, for prisoners, for, for murder, murderers and rapists. And, um, they found that it helped people with substance use disorder. So, so I, I dug into MRT and when I say they rip it down to the studs, you know, I think they, they burn everything down and and you build who you are, um, up again. So the person that went into rehab is not the same person that came out seven weeks later due to this MRT therapy, which I ultimately, along with other things, my family and the love and support of everybody, um, ultimately saved my life. Wow. Crazy. So you're a different person as you, you know, as you say, so how did your wife and how did your family take this different person? Cause I'm sure there's some other things that go along with, you know, is you're no longer drinking. So there's other things that come up or different parts of you. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I had to learn how to be trusted again. Obviously I didn't deserve anyone's trust and, and no one, no one trusted me. I was kind of, um, besides for my wife, knowing all, all the time that I had a drinking problem because she was around me the most. People were really shocked by um, what happened to me because I was able to keep it a secret for so long. So there was this trust and you're, you're kind of, people kind of look at you funny and I get this um, high wire um, vision in my head where people were watching me from a high wire waiting for me to fall with their arms open, of course, but I think they were just waiting for that other shoe to drop and for me to start drinking again. Um, so, you know, I once saw my dad take my drink, I was just drinking, um, a seltzer or something like that and smelled it. And like any person would be upset by somebody doing that to them. But I had to relate that to someone who just really cared deeply about me and wanted to see me get better. And it was also a reminder that like, he doesn't trust me. I have to keep working to gain his his trust. Right. And that's simply staying sober and and leaving, leading an um, alcohol free life. My wife, on the other hand, it was very, very unique situation where my wife's mother was an alcoholic. So she was in an Al-Anon program for a long time already. Mm. And my wife and I kind of knew that we had to let each other go through this recovery journey alone on both sides of it. Like she, I wasn't going to let her look over my shoulder every day to make sure I was sober. Um, Just as much as she didn't want to look over my shoulder to make sure I was sober. 
if that makes any sense, because she didn't deserve that, right? She didn't deserve to not trust me anymore or to always be concerned or to always be worried. And, and we had this kind of um, silent agreement that it's like, Hey, I'm going to, um, you have to trust me to do this work. Um, and, and I trust, and I trust you that you'll do your work on, on your side because it works both ways, right? Like an addict doesn't come home and, and everyone else just stays the same. People have to change on the other side about how they're going to go about their day. Because a lot of the times we see is um, it becomes an addiction to that family member who cares so deeply about the addict that they start to become the addict's addict. You know, if that makes, if that makes any sense. So my, my wife and I, um, she really just gave me the space. We did couples therapy together, um, which is really important. And we were doing it prior, um, which was, which was just a bunch of BS. But when we came back, we really started to work on us. And, um, one thing that my wife did that, you know, every couple varies. My wife was already tainted by alcohol because of her mother's addiction to it. Um, she just decided two weeks before I got home, she was at one of my best friend's weddings that I missed. Mm-hmm. She was, she was at the wedding. She had a glass of champagne and, and then she was just like, I just don't want to drink anymore. So my wife is actually, I always laugh. I always tell my wife that I'm, I'm more sober than she is, but, um, but we're, we're both, uh, t- she's, she doesn't have, she didn't have to be sober. She chose to not drink um, for me and, and for herself. Um, so it, does it make it easier when a spouse stops drinking? I don't know if I have that answer because she stopped drinking. So Mm -hmm. I only know one side of it. I I don't think if she continued to drink, if I would have picked it back up, um, I guess, I guess I'll never know that. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, I do know that her not drinking helped me tremendously and just not having it at the house, not being the designated driver, um, not having to um, tell her what happened in the morning or things like that. My wife was never a big drinker, but I, I think not having alcohol in the house or on our premises, we have rules about you know, our house is a dry house. So people understand that people understand that our property when we're outside, um, is, is a dry house. So if we're in the back or if we're at the fire, um, you know, people can't bring alcohol over. We actually lift the embargo. We call it on 4th of July because we have this giant block party. So people have to cut through our lawn. So we actually allow alcohol on our on our property during that time, but <laughs> every, it, 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 yeah, but you have to, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're American, you know, but, um, but no, I think, you know, I think having that sanctuary of, uh, of an alcohol free environment, um, also when we go on vacation, um, if families are, for instance, we're going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks and, um, they wanted to get a house, all of us, um, which would save some money. But uh, unfortunately, that's just not how our vacations work anymore. Um, I just can't have alcohol in the house. And it's not because I I would drink it. It's because I just don't want to see it. You know, it's, it's like, it's my vacation too. And I, and I don't want to, I don't want to see it. So, you know, there's boundaries that, that we set for, for ourselves and um, it helps us lead, you know, that alcohol-free lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
So do you not drink like mocktails or um, alcohol-free beer or anything like that? I don't. I okay. don't. I think it's a gateway drug. No, <laughs> I, uh, I just, it, it's funny. Anything that I mixed, because at the, at the end for, for addicts like myself, at the end, it's always just vodka, right? It's just turns into mm, vodka. Okay. And, and um, you know, I stopped beer, I stopped wine and I, and I was such a big enthusiast of all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. But at the end of the day, um, towards the end, it just becomes vodka. And I, I would mix vodka with like Diet Coke or Gatorade or my kid's apple juice, whatever was in the fr- fridge. Mm. So for me, I can't drink anything anymore. Um, I only drink water. Uh, I drink coffee because I never drank coffee before. And I felt like when you got sober, that's what you were supposed to do was drink coffee. Okay. So and, and then um, seltzer. So I, I love uh, I have like a seltzer fridge. Um, okay. where, where I just like stock it with Waterloo seltzers from or Target seltzers and and um, and that's kind of the, those are the only things I I really drink. Gotcha. Um. So and what do you do now? Like, are do you read Quitlet? Do you um like to continue to stay sober, or you're just solid and this is how I am and I just go forward as this? Yeah, I. I compare, I compare addiction uh, or getting, getting sober to the addict is always behind me. I think being, I'm now 10 years sober, I think um, getting further and further away from it, it it's always going to be a marathon and I'm always going to be a race. And I think when I was one year, two year, three years sober, I think he was right behind me if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, yeah. but I've slowly started to gain, um, steps on them and we're to a fact where I, I, I don't even see him anymore, but I know he's still in the race. Mm-hmm. So it's like the tortoise and the hare where I have to just keep, keep going or, mm-hmm. um, eventually it'll catch up to me. So I do maintenance, like, um, workout, uh, therapy, um, I do, I do read when I can. Um, we, we started our own podcast during the pandemic, which has been very helpful where we interview people, not just from, not just from recovery from alcohol or drugs, but also, um, traumatic, traumatic, uh, experiences like, uh, losing a limb and becoming a Paralympian. So it, it's, it's like, how do you recover from something big that's happened in your life? And everyone has different tips and tricks and people go to to meetings daily and um people have to read from a book daily it's it's just all different small maintenance that you have to keep up with and when you don't keep up with those you you start to notice and then you're like okay it's just like anything right if you're if you're a runner and you go and you're doing three miles and then you take a month off those three miles are going to be more difficult and you know you got to put in a little more work and maybe do a mile here mile there and then you get back into that that stride but um for me it's it's really couples therapy which is big it helps us kind of control our our household and gives us somebody to bounce things off of and then uh, my own personal therapy and then um, just staying healthy, exercising, uh, eating right, because, um, you know, I, I can fall into the, the sweets category a lot. So mm-hmm. even though I'm not drinking alcohol per se, I can live in active addiction from time to time with like boxes of cereal or candy. So 
I, you just have to be cognizant of that and just um, have the ability to kind of make, ha- have it, you know, stop. Sure. Um, so where can people find the podcast? Do you mind? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, get found recovery, the podcast it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on um, Amazon. It's on uh, just wherever you can find your, find your podcast. Yeah. You can check it out. Cool. Okay. And then what have you found the benefits of going alcohol free? Like, I mean, there's always things that you're like, wow, I didn't know this in my life would be better. So what, what have you found in not, you know, using alcohol anymore? I think there's two secrets to life. I think one is love. I think the other is living alcohol free. Um, and it, and it's so great. The name of your podcast, because being alcohol free is a superpower because, um, so many things are throwing themselves at you daily, daily stressors, but also you're getting it from the media and social and um, to be able to withstand or deflect those bullets of, of alcohol, just always being thrown in your face, movies, um, halftime shows and things like that. It's to have that power to not do it only almost becomes uh, an obsession in itself that it's like, look what I, I can do. Yeah. So, so I always thought of it as like this awesome superpower where I, I don't need it. And that's more important than, than anything, but waking up with a clear head and, and, um, knowing that you're not going to be hung over or knowing that like, you're going to enjoy the entire day and not have something in the back of your mind saying, I can't wait till five o'clock. I can't wait till, you know, mommy's time out. I can't wait till um, it's 8 PM or I can't wait for new Year's so we can open a bottle. And um, I think not having that is such a blessing um, because it it just lets you concentrate on so many more things. Um, And it's really made my life, uh, a, a, a great one. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I mornings waking up and having energy is just, it's yeah. It doesn't get old. At all. No, it, it doesn't. And I know people who start the alcohol free process, uh, the, always, the big thing is like, I'm so tired, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I'm just, I can't, when does this stop? Yeah. You know? And, and it's so funny. Cause it's like, it's such a small minute time in your life where that's going to be the problem uh-huh. that once you get through that, like it, it's just smooth sailing from there. But it's just, it's, it's funny when, when people are like, Oh, I'm just so tired. I was like, well, do you want to be tired or hung over for a month? You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you gotta, you gotta pick, you gotta pick and choose. But I think once you get over that hump, um, yeah, I think opening your eyes in the morning is, is, is a really cool experience and even closing your eyes at night and being like, I didn't drink today yeah. is, a, is a pretty cool experience too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. Uh, anything else you want to add or thoughts on anyone listening to this that may want to start the alcohol free journey? Yeah, I think, um, I think there's no perfect way or there's no perfect time to, to do it right. Done beats perfect. So it's like, just, just do it. 
um, and see. And maybe you do last two days, and and maybe you do last six months. And but at least the at least you start the process of discovering if you can go that weekend without it, or go the month of January without it, or um, go to summer without it. And, and at least then, you know, because it's very telling once you stop alcohol and you get the freedom of it, you realize that you, you never really needed it to begin with. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I mean, you, um, are a CrossFitter, right? I assume being on street parking. I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I've heard it said a lot that just getting the reps in, like, you know, getting through your first Christmas, getting through your first um, wedding or Friday night, like just getting those under your belt gets easier and easier, just like working out, you know. A hundred percent. I remember my first concert, like I didn't know what to do with my body because Uh. it just felt so strange. My first sober concert, I should say, I, I didn't know what to do with my body because it just felt so strange and out of place and I, I didn't know how to act. And now I go to a, a million shows and I've enjoyed them so much more. So you're right. It's, it's doing those things. It's, it's taking those hard steps. It's, it's getting into the gym. It's on a cold day, like today, it's, it's picking up those weights or getting on the, um, the echo bike, which we hate so much. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's getting on there and just being like, this is going to suck, but you know what I'm doing it. So you feel better. Um, after you, you yeah. make those, make those steps. Exactly. It felt great when it's, yeah, done. When, yeah, yeah. when it's done. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Thanks for listening. If you want to experience drinking less or going alcohol free, whether it is a day, week, month, or forever, and would like some resources, a coach, mentor, or some accountability, please go to afsuperpowers.com or on Instagram at afsuperpowers.com.